welcome back to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blinderman. I am an ADHD coach and host of this podcast where I bring all things ADHD friendly in the hopes that it makes your life a little bit more easy to navigate. Today I'm talking about revisiting working memory and I'm tying it to sugar and how it came up for me this week was I was reading an article about the recommendation for how many, how much sugar we should have a day in our diet. And the recommendation was given in grams. So it said that um, generally for women, 24 grams of sugar a day and for men, 36 grams of sugar. That I had no way to understand what does that mean? What, what does that look like? How many grams are in anything? How do I convert that to something I can make sense of? And that turned into an, ex an exercise in my own challenges with working memory. So if you want a deeper dive into working memory, I recommend you check out my podcast episode 28, where I talked in more detail about that. But just for a quick um, way to connect to it, working memory in a nutshell is your ability, it's an executive function skill that's tied to your ability to take in short-term information into short-term memory and work with it, literally working with your memory. So an example is like mental math. And this is really what I was doing when I was trying to convert grams into something useful that I can understand. So I looked up how many grams are in a measurable teaspoon or tablespoon so I could make sense of it. And I found out that there are four grams in one teaspoon. Okay. Well, then I looked up, you know, how many grams of sugar are in a serving of M&Ms like I have here. So 32 M&Ms equals one serving and it's 18 grams. 18 grams of sugar in a serving is 4.5 teaspoons of sugar. So it looks like this. I measured it out. That is really a concrete way for me to see it. When I was doing it in my head, that didn't work. I got fatigued really quickly. I noticed I couldn't hold on to the information. I think of it like a mental post-it note where I was trying to hold my two to three things that my brain holds on to, right? If you think about writing a couple of things on here, it only fits so much before you're going to have to remove something to make something else fit. And that's a great metaphor for our working memory. So when I tried to convert four grams equal a teaspoon to how many grams are listed on packaging, I found my, myself getting fatigued. So I got out my phone. I didn't have a pen and paper near me. So I got out my phone and started writing it in my notes app. And I literally just started looking up what are some common um, things that I might eat, not really being aware of how much sugar is in them. So I started with M&Ms and then I went to Raisin Bran. And again, doing all of that mental math and trying to capture it. Then I was going between my notes app and my phone and my calculator on my phone to do the division to, you know, see Well, how many teaspoons is that? Well, then how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon? If it ended up being a large number of teaspoons and I'm not going to measure out that many teaspoons, how many tablespoons is that equivalent to? All of that mental math, that, that working back and forth, toggling between the two apps, my notes app and my calculator app really started to create some mental fatigue. And I noticed it, which is why I went to physical concrete 
representations. What does this actually look like? So I had to get out of the phone, which was a small screen and you know me kind of typing with my, my thumbs and it, it just wasn't working as I was looking at more things, it became fatiguing. So then I just printed out what I had on my notes app. So I have a physical concrete representation of the work I'd already done and then I continued my work. So again, according to the Hartford School of Public Health, women, um, average recommendation is about 24 grams or six teaspoons of sugar a day. For men, 36 grams or nine teaspoons of sugar a day. But overall, the recommendation from the FDA and Harvard School of Public Health is no more than 10% of your calorie intake be, be made up of sugar. Again, that, that's really hard to turn into concrete information that you can take and readily use. So I just wanna share how I did it in terms of a few food items to get a sense of what, the, what it looks like to help my brain process what that means and then make decisions more easily based on that information. So I shared with you the M&Ms. The other thing that had a similar amount of sugar to the M&Ms is Greek yogurt, Chibani Flip. Um, this has almost equal amount to the M&M serving. So again, it has the four and a half about teaspoons of sugar, which looks the same as it did for the M&M. So this much sugar in one little serving of the Chibani flip yogurt. And then I went to, and my cereal's getting a little bit soggy, but then I went to Raisin Bran. And Raisin Bran something I stopped eating about a year ago because my husband pointed out to me how much sugar was in it. And I didn't really believe that it had more sugar than like Captain Crunch, but it has more sugar than most sugary cereals. And so this is one cup of Raisin Bran in three fourths of a cup of milk. It's now rather soggy, but this is actually a pretty small little bowl. Um, and this one bowl, small bowl of Raisin Bran has two tablespoons of sugar which looks like this. In one cup of Raisin Bran with three-fourths of a cup of skim milk. It's a lot of sugar. Now, full disclaimer here, I'm not a science scientist. I'm not trained in um, medicine. So as I share at the end of my podcast, if there's something that I'm sharing that you're like, oh, okay, wait, Patty, that doesn't make sense because you probably might know more about this than I do. I'm just coming at it from as a layperson and noticing how it's impacting my working memory. So always double check my uh, really amateur research to confirm if there's something that doesn't add up, <laughs> if you will. Um, this is the bowl that came with my um, dish set. And this is a, I think, more probably Americanized size bowl that we would use for cereal. And this holds three cups of Raisin Bran. So three times the amount of sugar, it would be six tablespoons of sugar, which is roughly the equivalent of about a third of a cup of sugar in a bowl of Raisin Bran. If you're having you know, a full bowl, three cups, it's a lot of sugar. Um, I switched to Wheaties with raisins without sugar on them. <laughs> I know raisins have their own like natural sugars and that's different. That's where I'm saying, you know, I'm not gonna split out the, the, the differences there, but I'm just trying to highlight when we're trying to process this information, if, if you have weak working memory, that requires a lot of effort and it might be 
an executive function that's impaired for you that isn't maybe working at the level that's going to support you to do that with ease and if you find yourself resisting it what would make it easier to process this information and it really is getting it out of your head and into something that you can physically hold or see so visual and or concrete whenever possible the last example i want to highlight because i'm a big chick-fil-a 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 chick tea fan um, having lived in North Carolina for so long. And this is uh, Chick-fil-A small tea. I have to tell you, I was pretty frustrated trying to find out information about um, serving sizes. When I went on Chick-fil-A site, this is the amount of sugar in a Chick-fil-A small sweet tea. And it is 2.5 tablespoons in a small serving of Chick-fil-A tea. If you go on their site, they only share the drink size in grams. They don't tell you what it's equivalent to in terms of small, medium, or large. I had to do a lot of additional digging to learn that information. That was really where my brain just completely got overwhelmed and stopped and just kind of was like, that's it. My, my mental post-it shrunk from its traditional size, it shrunk to a mini size where I didn't have as much access and I just felt my brain getting literally fatigued. If like me, you like a large tea when you go to Chick-fil-A, I went ahead and got myself a large Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Now, personally, I don't get their sweet tea straight full on because it's too sweet for me. I, I get it what I call split half and half or my ideal is like a third sweet to two thirds unsweet. Um, they love it when I do that, by the way. Um, but if, if you're a full on high octane sweet tea at Chick-fil-A for the large, it is five tablespoons of sugar in one large sweet tea from Chick-fil-A. Tablespoons, five tablespoons. So that's more than a fourth of a cup of sugar in one cup of large sweet tea from Chick-fil-A. So again, I wanted to represent these in concrete physical terms, just to highlight how that helps our brain to process and, and understand the information more because it is concrete and visual. And it's giving us that easier way to take the data and make sense of it. So what I'm most trying to highlight here and the reason that I was inspired to do this updated podcast on working memory is if you notice you're needing to exert effort or you're resisting doing something that's gonna require you to process information wherever it is. It could be around, like for me, reading grams of sugar and trying to make sense of that, or it could be trying to understand the price difference of some items when you're shopping, especially with all the inflation um, impacting us right now. Whatever it is, if you're trying to do that in your head, using your working memory, if that's an area that you feel some resistance for, just my quick tip is get it out of your head and into something that you can manipulate. It could be like I did, I started out with my phone and just doing it in my notes app. But again, I noticed that started to be fatiguing. It's not my go-to, but I didn't have a handy um, pen and pencil and paper nearby. But once I noticed that I was getting fatigued, I knew that I needed to switch and get it to a piece of paper and a pen minimally. And then I even wanted to go further once I did that to the concrete representations. What does that look like for me? This gives me an easy way to make decisions and I'm gonna hold on to this visually much more easily than if I was just trying to manipulate the information in my own brain. So that's all for today's episode of the ADHD Friendly Podcast. 
As always, I strive to bring you information to bring a little bit more ease to your life in an ADHD-friendly way. If there's anything that didn't resonate for you or that you'd like to share some feedback on, always welcome you to reach out to me. I can be found at by email, patty at addpositivefocus.com. That's patty at addpositivefocus.com. And as always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly Podcast, or follow me where you listen to this podcast. Until next time, tally ho. Thank you.